Robinson. And it's taken by Kyle. Easy now. And Lowry goes down. And this is what you're fearful of as he is grabbing his right ankle. It was a pretty rough fall, as you guys saw. He tangled up and kind of, you know, had some body weight land on him. Um, he came in, he came off a left ankle sprain, but this was his right right ankle. Um, gonna reassess it a little bit tomorrow, but I think not not terribly bad. But uh, we shall see, shall see. South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your favorite Toronto sports teams from south of the Canadian border. Here's your host, Adam Corsair. All right, here we go. Welcome to episode 106 of the South of the Six podcast. We are part of the stadium scene.tv network and part of the overtime media crew. It's been an up and down week for the Raptors. A lot of highs in the midweek. A little bit of a low last night on Friday evening. We are recording this Saturday in the noontime. Joining me today, you hear the glass shatter, is Jay Long of the official podcast of Raptors HQ of That's the Rap Podcast. Jay, man, stone cold. Jay Long, what's up, man? What's up, man? Man, whenever I hear that Stone Cold Steve Austin theme, so I want to like... I, I don't know. I, I want to go on a rampage and I want to start breaking crap. You know, like just oh, it's it's so hype. You I wanna, love it. You want to match the glass breaking in the background? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. And it's it's so good because it's just what other song has just glass breaking? You're like, oh, yeah. oh shit! I know this is coming. Yes, <laughs> it's such the best hype. If you ever had a, a wrestling, if you if you went into like the UFC or boxing or wrestling, what would your theme song be? It doesn't have to be existing. It could be anything. It could be like a TV theme song. It could be a, a you know, a pop, I don't know, anything on the radio. What would it be? Whew, that's a good question. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> ah, that's good. I was saving this for you. That's good. See, now I can't, like, I don't know what gimmick I'd fit into. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am bald, so I guess I'd go with Stone Cold. <laughs> I mean, like, it would okay. fit the bill. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, I would choose. I, I would definitely choose uh, the Walking Dead's theme song. You heard of that one? <laughs> That's what I and it, So I have a whole character. I'm I'm pretty big. I'm not like a skinny guy. So right, I right. but I'd walk like just zombie like and walking really slowly and waiting until with that uh, Walking Dead theme song. Uh, that that's what I would do for sure. You know what? It just dawned on me. What's I mean, that? I'm pretty old school, so maybe okay. I'd go all about the Benjamins, but the Rock remix because it's pretty hard. I don't know if you've heard that. No, I haven't heard that one. Oh, dude, get your hands on that. Just all go right. to YouTube when you get a okay. chance later on. All about yeah. the Benjamins Rock remix. It's bomb. <laughs> it's fucking fire. I asked another first. I asked another friend, and he said he'd use the uh, Entourage. That, that's oh, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not bad. That's, that's, not bad. Bad. that's right. <laughs> well, all right. So while the the Austin theme is playing, I have to say. Happy belated birthday, my man. Ah, thank you, sir. I made it to 3030. Yeah, there you go. There you yeah. go. This is a big one. This is a big one. It is a big one. I felt older the first time I felt a little bit older. Yeah, man. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> so far. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the seventh person I heard that said that. To all me. downhill. Oh. I mean, like 30 is good because you're still sort of in that 20s mode. Yeah. But after this, you're going to realize. What what significance does thirty one onward have? <laughs> Nothing until you're sixty five. That's it. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, seriously, right? Because like when you hit forty, you're just like, oh dear lord, there's there's yeah. my dad bod. Yeah, then again, you, probably, you you got your dad bod. You come on, man. You're 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 tough. I got see. Everyone says that, and I'm like, I can't have a dad bod because <laughs> so I need to keep up with my kid. I, that's right, the thing. So right. I don't want the last thing I want is for my kid to outrun me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. want to outrun my kid when she realizes how to run. Right, right. That's amazing, so, man. I yeah, isn't man. it? But if you have a kid, you will automatically have a dad bod, or is that just not not the way life goes? Um, it, I think there's an automatic. 
uh, sense of laziness because you're not. <laughs> all right. So I, I try to be as fit as possible and try to get my right. uh, cardio and the weightlifting. And apparently I wake you, up, what, you wake up at like 430, 530, 430 in the morning? 430, yeah. Come on. Yeah. I got to, man, because you're, then I make, have to go to work and stuff. You're making you know? the guys who don't have kids lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a nah, man. You wake up at 4.30, you you do the cardio, then at your lunch, well, I'm sorry, you at my lunch break, you hit the gym, get some weightlifting in, mm, and mm. then come home, and then your dog ass tired, but you got to feed your kid, right. you got to like put her to bed, maybe give right. her a bath, you got to cook dinner. Like I, I try to help my wife out as much as possible. So mm-hmm. like there is this sense of laziness when your child's born that you just, you, the sleep schedule's all fucked up. You can't <laughs> get into the mode right away. But once the the schedule is in a routine, then you go back into it. Yeah, you know it, well, it's not it's not I, that bad. That's a, having a kid. Oh yeah, by the way, we ha- we are going to talk Raptors eventually. But if oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but having a kid, you do have a schedule. It's just fucked up. That's all it is, mm-hmm. right? No, for sure. It's it's getting better. Nice, right? So I mean, she's nine months, so that we have a routine kind of down. Nice, nice. All right, cool, man. Yeah, man. Or sh- I guess I guess we should start talking Raptors on my dirty thirty. All right, let's let's get into it. So they're they're second place in the Eastern Conference, sitting again three games back from the Bucks for first place. Record are fifty one and twenty two, with only nine games remaining to play. The team may now have a better chance of catching that first seed than we previously realized. We're gonna break all that down as to why that is throughout this podcast. But first, let's get uh, let's get into a discussing discussion. Sorry, okay. on general feelings heading into the <laughs> the last stretch of games into the playoffs. How do you feel? Right, they just lost last night to OKC. Yeah, no Kyle Lowry, but it was a devastating loss. They're heading into the playoffs. How do you feel about this team moving forward? Uh, okay, so I got I got three things that I want to tell you. This is a three so, count. This is a three count, right? So number one. <laughs> so there's only nine games, like you said. To this team and to us Raptors fans, this will be the longest stretch of the season. Not only are we not playing the top tier teams anymore, but we're probably going to see more, you know, quote unquote, load management for players not named Kyle or or Kawhi. Mm-hmm. You'll probably see players like Serge or Danny take off. But who I want to see if this, you know, load management does happen for other players, I would want to see Pascal take some time off because I think he's not. I think him and Danny are the only players that missed one game and he's also the um he's played the most minutes besides kyle and Kawhi. number two since i believe we've i don't think i don't know have we clinched second seed regardless i think the percentage of us having second seed is pretty high so that means that now it's all about seeing who we're going to face in the first round so it's going to be a lot of seed watching and i think that there has to be like a team dedicated to scouting the teams that we may play in the first round so whether it's Brooklyn and Detroit or the Heat, there's probably like a giant booklet for all three of those teams. And my third and final one, this one, you know, hits home to me. It's the annual realization that playoffs tickets are way too expensive. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's always, I always think the dog days is just counting your money and realizing, you know what, I'm not only 30 cents off, you know, $250 per ticket, but yeah, I'm not, I shouldn't spend that money anyways. No, no. and, And look, they there's a good chance we're going to break this all down later too but there's a good chance that they might be facing boston either in the first or second maybe even the third round of the playoffs um Mm -hmm. i probably shouldn't go to that but i will pay the money as we mentioned i have a daughter i need to feed her but still i do need to see the raptors in the playoffs i have yet to experience that so um I guess if it's a $300 ticket, I'm going to just cough it up. I'm going to tell my wife, look, this is a one-person thing. I'm not going to be able to afford $600. Um, But no, you're right. And look, on top of that, if I can add a fourth count to this, there are no more Mm back-to-backs. So this is beneficial for the team. Uh, The schedule is seriously downhill for the Raptors. It should be just a cakewalk throughout. Um, But it's you're right. I would love to see Pascal Siakam get some rest. I think he is absolutely crucial to playoff success more so that uh last night on twitter my buddy max graham tweeted out and i do not disagree at all um this is going to be pascal's playoffs yeah no 100 percent. and speaking about that booklet if people are scouting toronto half of that is going to be Kawhi, 
and the other half is going to be Pascal. Yeah, I think a lot of people know how to guard Kyle, which is fine because he 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 will have his up and down games. We're going to give him that, but we've never seen Kawhi and we never seen Pascal in this moment. So what's you know if we if they stop those two, most likely you're going to lose. So I mean, I think it's going to be a really big stepping stone for Pascal. So yes, I definitely agree. Do you think that losses? Uh, such as last night's against OKC, is indicative of how they're going to respond to adversity in the playoffs. In other words, look, there are losses that are just inexcusable. Cough, cough, Cleveland, cough, cough, this past, uh, <laughs> this past month. Right. But last night, even though they lost that game, I wasn't down. Like, most Raptors fans feel down after they lose a game. They tend to overreact and get emotional. Last mm-hmm. night, I didn't get that sensation. I didn't feel that, no, this is very telling for their playoff performances. They're not going to be able to battle adversity and take advantage of it. It's going to be a wash. They're going to get swept. I didn't get that feeling at all. Whereas previous years, I think I would. So how do you feel about a loss like last night's? I think we're tanky for Zion. I think that's what we're going <laughs> to do. <laughs> <laughs> we got a, catch, a lot of yeah. catching up to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, nine games. We can lose nine games against Zion, right? Yeah. Uh, for sure. No, I don't think uh, OKC was what on like a four game losing streak or five yeah. game losing streak. They were the desperate team, and you could tell, right? We were. It, it was indicative of the the last time we played them too. Like we were coasting through the first second quarter, and then the third quarter came around, and then it kind of went slowly downhill from there. And then the fourth quarter, the OKC, you could tell they kind of smelt blood, right? And and they went for the jugular. And I don't blame them because it, they were the desperate team. For us, after we get over this hump of OKC, then we, who, who do we have? Chicago? Yeah. Charlotte? Knicks. I mean, the Knicks. Like, they, come on, they know this. The, the Raptors know this. And if we're going to see OKC again, we're going to see them in the playoffs or in the finals, actually. So, it's not like we we're facing uh, Boston where we've lost four straight or something like that. It, this is this is a team that we may or may not play in the finals. So not I'm not saying that they don't care. It's more like they're ready. We're ready for the playoffs to start. And no, this this didn't uh, stymie my excitement for how good this team is playing. We just played a team that was more hungry and more desperate to win. No, for sure. And I think that, you know, we touched on Kawhi and resting back-to-backs and whatnot. Even though that's not, these back-to-backs aren't going to be occurring anymore for the remainder of the season, he mm-hmm. did uh, put it eloquently, I should say, when he said that these are practice games. And I think you're, that lends credence to what you just described. I think heading into these final games, you're going to see a lot of players have load management days as we've been talking and they know the deal man they know that you're right the thunder that was a much needed win for them the raptors didn't have to prove anything unless they're trying to chase that first seed which i'm not positive that they are i just think they're playing it by ear at this point and i think big nurse lend credence to that yesterday when he said we seed where we seed that just whatever happens happens right and this is a clear I don't want to say contradiction, but it's it's a it's a breath of fresh air because it seemed like in previous years with Casey, we were chasing seeds, right? We mm-hmm. were chasing matchups for playoffs. We were trying to avoid teams or trying to uh, have, I guess, ideal first-round matchups or second-round matchups or what have you. Whereas this year, I think the confidence is at an all-time high, even against teams like Milwaukee. Right. That I no. think that they're just like, hey, we seed where we seed. Whatever happens, happens. Absolutely. I remember last year, what would he get? We got first seed, right? Yep. And look what well, look what that got us. We also wanted that 60, uh, win, 60th win so badly that it came to uh, Fred Van Leek getting hurt yep. in the final game. So, like, I, I, yeah, like you said, when we, we, we only have nine games. Left. These are the dog days, man. These are, like, every game now is just like, all right, when... You know when does when does April start, man? Yep. <laughs> let's, yep. let's 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 get this going. If we were playing two K, we kind of like uh, go to the next month and just press play. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know that's where Simulate we're at right now. The Yeah, yeah, that's the, the word. That's the word I was looking for. Simulate. Yeah, yeah. No, nice. for sure. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. <laughs> um, but let's touch on Kawhi, all right? Because yeah. this was a a hot topic for people throughout this week, and I think that it might have been a little overblown. 
Um, I want to talk about Serge Ibaka's How Hungry Are You trailer that was released. <laughs> um, a video of this episode with Kawhi and Serge's YouTube show blew the fuck up on Twitter, as I said. Yeah. Uh, tweets popping off saying Serge putting Kawhi on the spot. Serge really asking that. Kawhi staying. Why would he ask if he wasn't staying, etc., etc., etc. But this was brought to my attention. I feel that it's pretty bang on. Uh, at Kawhi Raps pointed out to me, and this did not get the credit that it deserves, so I'm saying it on the show. Pointed out to me that this is possibly a red herring, and Serge really means, bro, you coming back next year? To the show, not to the Raptors. Right. It's a great marketing scheme, to be sure, to get people to watch. Not that they weren't going to anyways, but damn, man, if this is not the definition of a cock tease, I don't know what is. <laughs> Listen, the, the, the publicist or or the PR person for How Hungry Are You is a friggin' genius. Yeah. This is almost maybe not as hype when We The North came out, but when this 10-second teaser came out, it blew the hell out of the roof. Holy crap. And you're right. Um, but, yeah, it's a little bit overblown because if you listen a little bit closely, you can tell that it was split into two. It was almost like... Uh, bro, uh, are you coming back? And then it cuts off, and then next year? Next year, and right. It, so basically, it could have been two different questions split into one. And I, yeah, I don't think it was an actual question of saying, hey, Kawhi, are you staying next year for with the Raptors? I don't think right. it's, it was that. It was definitely, are you coming back for another episode or some crap like that? But re regardless, uh, there's no way that Serge and or Kawhi didn't, approve that too yeah, yeah. right so if if anything it's it's kind of fun how if that was a case Kawhi watched it and thought it was really funny and said it was good like that that's the best part about it so um i'm gonna actually mention my co-host jay rosales sure. and he and uh, sean willie from raptors hq they put out a are putting out a very very compelling uh article about why Kawhi is staying outstanding so, stuff yeah, so if you've seen this before, and, and guys, if you haven't heard it or read it, it's it's phenomenal. So they're doing this whole bracket style because of March Madness, of course. And throughout this entire year, we've had snippets here and there of reasons why Kawhi is staying. And so these are little things like when Kawhi said, oh, it's really nice to look at the snow. Or when the Raptors, you know, hired Castleberry and Handy. Like all these little things that say, okay, Kawhi is staying, Kawhi is staying, Kawhi is staying. Now, what Sean and Jay have been doing is seeding these reasons nice. and fighting yeah. them uh to see who what number one reason why Kawhi is staying and that is so good and what they actually have done is uh they've mentioned surge not just this trailer this teaser but surge himself as one of the number one seeds and i agree with him because like, danny green was the one who came over with him right but surge kind of have have become like that buddy buddy like the Kyle sure. Lowry to Damar with with um Kawhi and I remember reading somewhere uh, from a Spurs fan where they're saying like we've never seen Kawhi this happy before um so many emotions before and it could it be that the Raptors organization is taking what didn't work in the Spurs organization and just flipped it 180 because it looks like it's working to me. So there's so many things of why Kawhi is staying, and I can see where Jay and Sean are coming from. But that teaser, uh, that teaser came out. It's a little overblown, but at the same time, I mean, good on them, bro. Good on them. It was so well executed, right? Just the simplicity and the minimalism of it. The, the black yeah. and white, the long introduction of How Hungry Are You Season 2. And that's the sort of giveaway as to why I think this is, bro, you coming back to the show Season 3? You know, it's it's sort yeah. of like these little clues within the trailer. And it's his acting, quote-unquote, Kawhi's with the just looking down, looking up real quick, like, this, this <laughs> yeah. is awkward. Like, you yeah. know, it's, yeah, it was yeah, exactly. bang on. It was perfect. But I think you're right. I think that when you break down the reasons why Kawhi should or would stay with the Raptors, it's pretty apparent, right? It's, it's well-documented. And mm -hmm. it's, it's funny that you say that Spurs fans are like, we've never seen him this emotional or show this much emotion before. If you ask anybody else, right, not people that are so hyperactive in the NBA or within what's going on, right, just a normal Joe, 
and you say like, what do you think this guy is like emoting right now on the floor? They'd be like, nah, all he did was like fist bump. All he did mm-hmm. was like do a little shimmy at the all-star break. He's not mm-hmm. really showing much emotion, but with Kawhi knowing the details, he is like, that is emotional for Kawhi. That is something that you're like, wow, he's really happy. He put his fist in the air. Hooray. Like we've right. never seen Kawhi do that. Right. It, Remember that chase down block by Boucher? Yeah. Kawhi was one of the first people that stood up and gave him an applause. Like you're talking about Chris Boucher, yep. a, a D-leaguer who came from Montreal and you have Kawhi Leonard being hyped because he did a chase down block. I don't think you've ever seen him do that in the Spurs organization. No, no. And it, it calls back. The first thing that I saw was the buzzer beater in Orlando from Danny Green, where Kawhi is just stationary with both fingers up in the air pointing yep. the ones, like, we got this game. Yep. And that was the first sort of emotion that I saw from Kawhi. And it's it's interesting because I have... All right, so throughout the entirety of the season, I have had this attitude of, I'm going to assume he's not staying. So I'm not setting myself set, setting myself up for this huge letdown. Right? As a Raptors fan, we're sort of used to doing that. Mm-hmm. Now... I haven't been more confident that he's staying than I have throughout the entire season today. I'm okay. I don't want to be that guy. All right. Sure. But yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I have been since the beginning and I've, it's, it's never changed my mind. Even with uh, Jay and Sean's bracket, I'm still 50, 50 um, because we, if we, you know, we can read all of those snippets of why he might be staying, or we can, you know, read everything that ESPN or the, all those outlets are saying that he's going to go to the Clippers, but no one has heard anything from Kawhi and his reasons to stay or not. And it, I think that it, everything is just here, him or hearsay or naysay. Or it, no one has known. No one will know right. until the end of the season. Just like how we're not going to know what, you know, or the Spurs are probably not going to know what ha- what the hell happened, right? There's probably going to be like a book 20 years ago and be like, what happened to Kawhi? Like, I, I just don't think that anything that we hear or say, unless it says in quote by Kawhi that he's staying or not is going to be true, you know? And that's why I'm still at 50-50. And there, there's a lot of compelling reasons why he may stay and, you know, some in there that he may not. But at the same time, did it come from Kawhi? I don't think so. Mm. Do you That's think, where I'm at. Do you think the whole uh, climate and temperature, lack of warm weather during the basketball season in Toronto is really that much? No, I think that's okay. overblown. What do you think? You th- okay, come on. Bo- Bo- you, live, you live in Boston. Boston is cold as hell. Yeah, it is. Right? Oh, yeah. Washington is cold as hell. Yeah. Portland is higher uh, in geography than Toronto. Yeah. Like that is so overblown. Taxes, I understand, but you got yeah. free healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just saying, like, if no, no, I'm the weather is nothing. This guy lived in Los Angeles and played it in San Antonio. It's not that it's it's gonna be a change for anybody, right? People who haven't seen snow before, they're like, Oh my god, this is beautiful. Yeah. Kawhi is one of those people, but he's not gonna be like, What is this white substance coming down from the sky? Like, I don't wanna be here. This is that's that's complete bull, man. I agree. And I, I want to call back to something that uh, Kelsey said on the show. Like, Serge Ibaka is from the fucking Congo, bro. You know, <laughs> you and go. he loves Toronto. He lo- There's a video of him when you guys had that blizzard, and he's with a scarf around his face. He's like, this is beautiful. Right. This is beautiful. And right. if, we're, if we're talking about the relationship between Ka- Kawhi and Serge, maybe that's influential, right? Maybe he's like, yo, look at the beauty in all this. And I think that's something that Serge would say to Kawhi. So I think, yeah, like like you said, man, I mean, come on, he's from the freaking Congo, and it's not like, I don't think they get snow there, man. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, like, if he's going to be the one going outside in, you know, extremely slippery, icy, cold weather, uh, I think Kawhi sees this, too, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, I, I, Serge is a great advocate for for one of maybe one of the reasons why Kawhi is saying I don't know um I'm still at 50-50 that's all I'm trying to say what do you make of PG's comments so yesterday uh there was an, a, a media scrum with Paul George and they were talking to him about you know if he's talked to Kawhi about his free agency or his looming free agency and 
PG admitted, hey, I, I spoke to him, gave him, gave him my experience of playing for, uh, he didn't say this verbatim, but playing for another team that I wasn't necessarily gearing towards, but, you know, I, I, I fell in love with where I was playing, so I re-signed. And they mm-hmm. asked him, like, what, what exactly was the exchange? And the quote was, that's between us. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I uh, talk about talk about teasers, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I tweeted out just that Jack Nicholson just nodding, just yes. Yep. Give me more, man. Give me more. And I, I well, if if we want anybody to talk to Kawhi about free agency, it's going to be OKC because it's it it's almost like looking in a mirror, right? Uh, Paul George basically he he stayed in one organization for his entire career, and he went to OKC thinking that he. I'm pretty sure he was was trying to say that he wanted to play in LA too, another LA guy, and then he fell in love with an organization. and And w- this is this is the thing with Kawhi and what what the Raptors have been doing. When you have a free agent, you want to court him to to stay with us or to sign with your organization. You only have an hour with him in the room. We have an entire year, right, for him to fall in love with us. Like that's. That's so much better than a video tribute that we could give him that why Toronto is so great or you have all of Canada. Now he feels it, right? And I think for Kawhi, to him, it's all about being healthy. That was his first, that was his priority when he first came in here. He wants to be healthy and he wants to leave a legacy. Yes, it could be like, you know, we're babying him. That could be what it looks like on the outside, but maybe this is what he needed in San Antonio and that's not what he got. He's cut from another string, you know? It's not like, let's throw you money and then you, and I expect you to sign with us. That's not how it is anymore. It's how you feel in your situation. And with Paul George telling him, you know, whatever he said uh, between them two, that situation is exactly what we want for Kawhi. So how can we not be excited about that? Yeah. If there's, you nailed it. If there's one person that we want to, not influence, but to have an exchange of, look, it, it probably went down something like this. Like, I can't speak for you. I don't know how you feel, but this is how I approached it. This is how I felt about it. I was in your shoes. Whether or not that changes your mind, that's up to you. But hear me out, and this is what, how it went down. I think that's sort of the the dance that went through. Um, and it's weird because we reference, we as in like media personnel, podcast hosts, whatever, we reference Paul George as evidence to back up that, hey, this is why Kawhi would stay. There's, right. There is something that exists out there in the past that throughout all the entire year, PG's going to L.A. PG's going to L.A. It's happening. He's going to the Lakers. He's going to play in L.A. with LeBron, whatever, you know, assuming mm-hmm. LeBron was going to go there at the time. And it didn't they happen. They had a countdown, man. They had a countdown yes, for George did. to go to L.A. Yes, yes. And guess what happened? He stayed where he, in a dramatic fashion too. It was like he came mm-hmm. out during some, I don't know if it was a concert or something, but it was a, an outside event and he was just like, I'm staying. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, I think something like we have more business to do yeah. or we, unfinished business, something like that. Yeah, yeah. man. And, and it's beautiful. And that's something that I think, I'm not sure that Kawhi is influenced by that because he seems to be an independent individual, like his own man. But, Maybe it just sheds some light on you can live in L.A. throughout the other months of the year. Like you can be there. Like this is an organization that you have outwardly expressed that you trust their medical team. And I think that's huge, huge in persuading Kawhi to stay. No. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you could see that he like bought a house in L.A., but I mean... You can for him. He can probably buy four houses here, four houses there, probably four in Boston. Like it doesn't matter to him, right? Right. He by all means, he probably has uh, a whole bunch of family that he wants to provide for. So yeah, I'd buy a two point five million dollars in Los Angeles for my family too if I could, right? And he already bought a house here. It, it, buying all those houses doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It's all it's all about the situation, you know. I'm pretty sure that. Uh, LeBron has like three houses in Cleveland still. Like it doesn't matter. It all depends on where your job is. Where do you want to spend most of your time with? Who do you want to spend most of your time with? Because you know that they, you know, basketball players spend most times with their teammates, right? And is do you want to stay with them, uh, you know, 19 hours of the day with them? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. And, and by all means, it looks like he he's friends with Serge. He's uh, good buddies with Ka- uh, Kyle. Uh, Danny's with him. And there are loads of times where Kawhi 
appreciated Nick Nurse backing him up um, with all those uh, missed calls that that he hasn't gotten. So, like, I I don't know. I mean, like, that's that's my glass half full. There's so many reasons why Kawhi is staying. At the same time, I'm going to shout out uh, my co-host, Andreas. Even if, knock on wood, Kawhi decides to go somewhere else, we can look at all these moments and say, hey, this is we literally did our best and we should be proud of what we did because Kawhi is by far the best player we've ever had. And we took a chance and that's what we want an organization to do is to take chances to put us in the best position. Right. And if Kawhi does leave, I mean, it looks like he had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> right. And how can you be mad at that? How can you be mad at someone who wants to play for some an organization that it could better his family or better his own situation like that's that's understandable at the same like at the end of the day raptors fans if Kawhi doesn't stay here that's okay because he it's not like he came here and played shit for us he came here and played his ass off for us every single time he stepped on the floor you know so even if he stays regardless if he stays or not it was a good time it's been a good time Absolutely. And, you know, you touched on the whole purchasing houses and whatnot. Something that's low-key, right, that didn't get enough attention, so I'm going to try to bring it up right now. All right. You know, you're right. Athletes buy properties everywhere. Like it, it, Kyle has a house in Philly. No one bats an eye, right? He right. re-signed with Toronto. Um, let's not forget, and I, I forget if it was Gasol or Lynn, but Calderon, Jose Calderon said, you can have my house in Toronto. Right? He said that? Yeah, Jose said you can live in my house in Toronto. I'm not sure if he, if it was Lynn or Gasol, but that means Jose Calderon has a house in Toronto. There like you go. that's that's not outrageous because he's played there, but at the same time, he still has property in Toronto. Does that mean automatically? If I bring that up to people, is that like, oh, he's he's going back? No, it's just athletes need to spend their money. They have to, or else they're going to get taxed the fuck out of their wallets. <laughs> they have to spend money. So you're going to buy property places. I don't I think that whole buying a house in LA was severely overblown and I'm sure DeMar has a house in Compton. Like it's just yep. goes with the trade, I guess. He still has two houses in Mississauga. Yep, there you go. There you go. Right, and he's like, yeah. coming back obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go, man. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. <laughs> um let's move on from that though. I, we touched on Kyle Lowry, so I want to talk about his injury. Um, okay. All right, so it looked like a pretty dirty play by the hands of Mitchell Robinson. Lowry suffered an ankle sprain in his right ankle. The upside to this is, one, it's described to be not serious, just sore. In other words, no structural damage. And two, it's not the ankle that has been giving him issues previously this season. So there was also a fair chance fair chance that he'd be able to play the first game against OKC. Like it, They were flirting with it a little bit. But he got ruled out of both, so kind of unsurprising. But given that Kyle Lowry is such a bulldog, I wouldn't rule it out that he pushed to play hardcore. Oh, yeah. um, this is not the most opportune time to be dealing with an injury, for sure. But if we've learned anything from Kyle, again, he's a grinder, and he's going to muscle it out. So, does this injury concern you? Do, are you of the the team of rest Kyle for the playoffs as much as possible? Or do you think this might be something that's going to linger into the playoffs because ankles can be tricky? Yeah, um, I am on the team of let's rest Kyle as much as damn possible. Mm-hmm. Because um, when we look at Fred Van Vliet's injury with his hand, he was able to work out with his teammates. You saw those little uh, snippets of pregame when he was working out with Marcus Saul. And, you know, when you have a hand injury, you can still work out and you can still... Uh, you know, bring up your stamina and still put on a sweat and start running and stuff. But with an ankle, it's a little, you know, it can be nagging. And like you said, it it wasn't um, a serious injury, but, you know, it it could linger. So I would want him to to rest. But knowing, like you say, knowing Kyle, I don't think he wants to. I'm pretty sure he wanted to play the next game uh, and yesterday's game. He's going to want to play. And by by God, if you tell him to rest a playoff game, he's going to punch you in the face. <laughs> so I think rest him as much as he wants to. You know what I mean? Like, I think you, there has to be a common ground between like um, Kyle wants to play with his teammates. But at the same time, I think he's smart enough to know that there comes that you have to turn it on. And you have to turn on the playoffs. And there's only nine more teams to play against. Uh, and you're not playing against very hard teams either so this could be a good time for him to get back his flow back but 
I, I, honestly, let's let simmer, simmer down, Kyle. We need you when the lights shine the brightest. You're right. I, I am of the team of rest them as much as possible. In fact, I tweet that out like, like crazy since the injury. Um, but here's my concern. Like I said, nine games left of the season. Kawhi and Kyle have played a total of 41 games together. That's half a season. Mm. I don't know if that's enough to build chemistry, but on the same time, these are professional athletes that have honed their craft like no other in their respective positions. So does that concern you, the lack of chemistry and needing that that foundation with the starting unit heading into the playoffs? Honestly, honestly, I think that the whole gaining chemistry together is a little overblown because yeah, you're right. These are professional athletes who play basketball at the end of the day, it's a basketball and that's what their common ground is, right? It's knowing how to shoot, knowing how to pass, knowing, knowing where, you know, I guess knowing how to dribble, but at the same time, it's like when there was a point in time where we're like, Oh, they don't have any chemistry. It was maybe one or two turnovers. And yeah, you know, you want to tighten those screws up a little bit for, for the playoffs, Fine. But I mean, if you're talking about team chemistry, these guys have had the entire year to bond together. And you we don't see what they do in a practice court. We don't see what they do off the court. Chemistry doesn't come just from the 48 minutes that they play uh, per game. Chemistry comes with the entire year. So I think that whole week they has to play in order to get chemistry with that lineup is a little overblown, don't you think? I, I do. Like, a, a best case scenario, let's say that he comes back tomorrow. It's not going to happen. Maybe it will. But best case scenario, he comes back tomorrow and plays the remaining nine games with Kawhi. Best case scenario. That's mm-hmm. 50 games they have together. Like, whatever. Is that a huge jump from 41 to 50? Yeah, it's right. nine whole games, but we're talking minutes here. We're talking possessions. Is that going to really make that much of a difference with them heading into the playoffs? I don't think so. I think they're mm-hmm. going to be fine, just fine heading into the playoffs. And you're right. I do think it's overblown. And the thing is, I think there are talking about how how much more time they spent together watching film and we we don't i don't think you or i are in that boat where when we break down film we don't really understand i at least for me i don't really get no, it for i sure. just like yeah. i just like watching basketball games yeah, but yeah. for them it's like it's a training uh, process right it's understanding where uh Kawhi is going to be or where danny's going to be wide open and i think those times and where you know being in the practice court i think those are the times where you build chemistry not during the game during the game is is very ebbs and flows right but during chem like Getting chemistry, like what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> Intangibles, you know? man. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I think this injury, everybody knows what is important for this team, and that is to get out of the first, then get out of the second, then conference finals, then you know raising that Larry O'Brien trophy, baby. <laughs> I love the optimism. It, it's it let me throw some pessimism at you though, because okay. it, does, it does suck because he was having an outstanding March. All right, he was yeah. so seven games in March he's played. He was averaging eighteen point three points, uh, seven total rebounds, eight point one assists. He was shooting forty three percent from three. That sort of started trickling up because he was in a struggle in February and a little bit of January. Um, field goal percentage was at an even forty four or forty four point four, whatever. Um, I don't like seeing him get off rhythm because Kyle Lowry does have a tendency to need a little bit of extra time to regain that rhythm. And my hesitation here is I'm not sure I'm comfortable with him regaining his rhythm game one of round one of the playoffs. Fair, but that's where Fred Van Lee comes in. Right. And, I, and I think that he's proven time and time again that without Kyle or even without Kawhi, we have a steady team, you know? And Ky- I think Kyle's smart enough to know that, you know, without Kawhi, we've won games. Without Kyle, we've won games. And what that proves is even if he is out for that amount of time, it's not like we're going to uh, start losing or going down here from here. This is a completely different team. We past Raptors team have been so giving so much responsibility to Kyle that it broke him down, right? When DeMar was out, it was all about Kyle playing 48, 40, like three minutes a game and it wore him down so much. Now it's like, you know what, Fred, I know you have uh, enough um, experience to do this. Let's lead this team. Pascal, you've been the leading scorer without Kawhi when Kawhi's on the floor. Let's get this going. And so 
he's going to lead the team, yes, on the floor, but he has to be a leader off the floor too. That's where I think that this this injury, quote unquote, or this uh, load management, quote unquote, is isn't too big of a deal when it comes to Kyle. Well, let's talk about something that might be a very big deal in benefit of the Raptors. I want to talk about the Bucks, and I want to talk about their injuries. All right. Yeah. We touched on this at the top of the show, and it bears unpacking. Right. So, this is maybe the best opportunity for the Raptors to inch towards the third, uh, the first seed. They are three games back, so it's still possible. Very unlikely, though. However. Uh, Bucks guard Malcolm Brogdon is dealing with a minor plantar fascia. Is that how you say it? Tear? I've seen it. It's fascia or fascia, whatever. That tear in his right foot, and he's out indefinitely. Uh, they say four to six weeks. I think it's going to be a little bit longer. That uh, has a lot to do with this cutting. That's no good. You don't. If they want to bring him back earlier, fine. That's only going to benefit the Raptors, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, moreover, newly acquired forward Miritich has been sidelined for two to four weeks with a fractured left thumb, but this is not his shooting hand, all right? The ground is shaky right now for the Bucks, and their schedule is not nearly as favorable as the Raptors is for the remaining games of the schedule. Do you think this is going to impact the Raptors in a positive way, or are you of the mindset like Nurse, they see where they're seeding, let's not even pay attention? Okay, so I know we're going to wait into the playoff picture a little bit later. So mm-hmm. let's to talk about just the bo- uh, the Bucks. For, with Miracic, I don't think it's a big deal because remember, Fred Van Vliet also had a hand injury and it was also on not on his shooting hand. So you don't forget to shoot when, when you're a shooter. For right. Brogdon, though, that's a different story because it, it was something... I don't even know how to pronounce that crap, but then... But, uh, fascia, <laughs> fascia. God damn, it sounds like a it sounds like a like a perfume. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Brogdon, it, he doesn't like like I was saying before with Co- with Kyle, he doesn't really have a chance to work out with his teammates mm-hmm. when you would for time while his time to recover. So you're talking about one of the top scorers, three point shooters and top ball handers on that team. And if he, if it's true, if he's going to come back in a second round um, to lead this team, that's a huge ask. It's not like you're coming back to play, you know, the next nine games of the regular season. No, you're coming back to win a series. That's a tough ask. Yeah. Ask uh, a pretty young player to, to come back. And yeah, I mean, they have the leading MVP um, on their team, but Who's going to handle the ball when Bledsoe's off the court, right? Uh, it's it's a tough, tough ask for for Brogdon to come back in the second round. So it's, I, I don't, again, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing for the Raptors. Um, do we really want first seed? I don't know. Uh, that that's that's remained to be, you know, answered later. I just think that for Brogdon. Uh, for the Bucks, it's it's going to be tough for him to come back in the second round. Nine games remaining on the Bucks schedule, just like the Raptors. Six of those nine are challenging games. I'm not saying right. they're not winnable. They're challenging. They got the Rockets, Clippers, Nets twice, Sixers, Thunder. That's tough. Like it, It's not like, look, the Nets have been proven to be a, a turnaround team. They're one of the most exciting teams this year, for sure. Uh, Rockets, they're proving to be a, a, a title contender this year. Clippers, it can go either way. We, you know, whether they're on or not, I don't know. Last game of the season against OKC, again, that can go either way too. Whether or not they're resting players, I don't know. And all of those teams are fighting for playoff position exactly. too. So they're going to get their top, you know, uh, I guess top effort. Yeah, and and compare that to the Raptors' schedule. The Bucks' schedule is a little bit more tricky. So this is what I'm saying. I I do think these losses are substantial, right? Whereas when you have Brogdon go down with this tear, you're thinking the worst if I'm a Bucks fan. I'm like, I don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back. There's a clear difference to how we're handling the Lowry situation where we're just like, rest as much as possible. You'll be fine because there's no structural damage, right? So I think right now health is on the Raptor side and Depth is certainly on the Raptors' side because the yeah. Bucks just don't have as much depth as the Raptors do. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Yes, sir. No, for sure. Like, I, I, we don't watch enough Bucks games, or I guess I don't watch enough Bucks games to know how much of a difference Brogdon makes. But the few times that they did, you know, kill us in the regular season, Brogdon hit some huge shots, mm-hmm. uh, huge threes too, um, to you know 
allow the Bucks to kind of run with it, run away with it. So, I mean, those are pretty big. Uh, that he's a pretty big player. Miritich, I, I know he's been scoring a good amount of, of buckets for them, but I don't think that he's that big of a part um, at this moment, especially that he's new. But Brogdon, damn, that's that's like losing Fred VanVleet. Yep. And you know how much that you know cost us too. Yep. Yeah, it's. Look, they don't have the depth to mitigate this. They don't. I, I get it. Miritich is a good shooter, and that comes in fucking handy in the playoffs, man. Like <laughs> That is something that you want to rest your hat on. But at the same time, man, I'm counting on depth right now, and I don't know right. what the Bucks' rotation is, but I know what the Raptors... I have a feeling, rather, of what the Raptors' rotation is going to look like, and I'm encouraged. And if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm sweating a little bit because let's not forget, like we can jump right into the to the seating in the playoff picture right now. But um, Rosales, I, w- I want to call him J Row. I like that. Uh, J Row. J Row. <laughs> well, we can't use uh, CJ or PJs anymore. No, so no. I like J Row. J Row. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, he. I echo his sentiments, man. He said it on the latest podcast of yours. I'm not confident the Bucks can get to the finals. I'm just not. Right. I don't think that that's a given. We we haven't seen them prove it past round one. And it would not shock me at all. I said it on my podcast last week. Wouldn't it shock me at all if the Celtics eliminated them? So let's talk about the playoff seating. What are you, where are you at? Are you liking the Raptors finishing in second? Again, are you chasing that first? Or right now, as it currently stands, are you in favor of this bracket? Look, they're right now they're looking to face Brooklyn round one if the playoffs ended today. And the the matchup that's uh, awaiting them is one of the Phillies or the or the Pistons. Sorry, the 76ers of the Pistons. So where are you at? What do you want to do for the playoffs with the Raptors? You know what comes uh, with being number one, with being number one draft, being number one position, it comes p- pressure. Yep. Right. That's the pressure that we've had before, and we didn't like it. We didn't do well with it. Give that to somebody else. Give that to the Bucks. If you want, if you want the number seed, number one seed, take it. Fine. We'll take. We'll gladly take second. I mean, if anything, what it's looking like now, we have a pretty good. Um, path of going to the finals so yes okay being having the conference um i guess banner is great that's fine but mm-hmm. it doesn't give you a championship right having being number one is fine i mean but it, you especially being like a number one draft is fine but you might play for the suns or the knicks right. like there's a lot of pressure of being number one and where we have to kind of take what nurse is saying where you, where you're seating is where you're seating. If we take number one, fine, let's do it. That's great. But if we take number two, think of who we're going to face, right? We're going to face Brooklyn, which they are an up and coming team, but they only have, um, what's his name? D'Angelo. Yeah. They only have D'Angelo. Yep. So if, and if we, if we look past to the second round, we might face either Detroit or Philadelphia. If you know, that's how the playoffs matchups, um, conclude. And I would rather have, Boston, most likely Boston's going to take Indiana. I would rather have Boston take on Milwaukee and let them duke it out yep. until they face us in the conference finals. Like how we are seated right now is beautiful. It is beautiful. It's exactly what we wanted, but did not get when we were first place last year. So if we if we're going for the first place um seed, that's fine. That's cool. That's all it is. But if we start with the second second seed i'm okay with that that's like that's icing on the cake right there for sure the 76ers aren't overtaking um sorry the the pacers aren't overtaking philly for that number three seed they're substantially back i think it's six to ten right now um mm. so philly's probably going to walk away with the third seed um boston and indy if they flip they're still facing each other around one so that doesn't matter that's a wash I think that right now it's beneficial for the Raptors to face Brooklyn. I'm hoping that's how it goes because maybe this is some sort of recency bias, but I don't want to necessarily face Detroit round one. I'd rather have Philly and them duke it out, much in the same way that you want Milwaukee and Boston to duke it out. Um, You know why I would want uh, Brooklyn is because Detroit is a a very tough team. Like they're they're rough. You know, yeah. they're Physical. rumble and tumble. Exactly. Yeah. And we only kind of have one or maybe two players like that. But with Brooklyn, it's a shootout fest, right? It's who's going to shoot the amount of threes. And I think we have, uh, I would rather have four players on our team shoot more threes than one player in their team. Yeah. Right. And I would rather have Philadelphia and Detroit uh, battle out Drummond, Embiid, 
go at it, go at each other. Who's going to, you know, eject who it, it'd be great. It'd be great drama to watch. I don't want to be a part of that. Let's, let's do a little bit fancy. Let's, you know, outshoot Brooklyn. That's fine. And then we'll face Philly. That's, that's totally cool. I, I think that as much, um, uh, beating up that Detroit's going to do on, on Philadelphia is going to soften them up a little bit for us in round two. For sure. And I, like I said, I would like the aspect of Philly facing Detroit round one because assuming Philly gets out of that one and it's Toronto Philly round two, that's five on four fest all day because when yep. Kawhi guards Simmons, he's a total non-factor. And I think that benefits the Raptors a little bit more than Detroit because you're right, they are physical. And there's something about that Casey presence, whether it's lingering in Nurse's mind, I don't know. I can't speculate on the intangibles or the emotions here. But that makes me slightly uncomfortable. I do think mm-hmm. Toronto can win that series. But to me, that's got seven written all over it. I want an yeah. easy path to the Eastern Conference Finals. Remember remember 2016 when we went into the Conference Final? You know why we didn't win? is because we got freaking hammered yeah. by Indiana. And then we faced the Heat and we got hammered there. It's yep. like going into battle with like two, like one amputated arm. Like it's... It's it's a hard ask, you know what I mean. So uh, yeah, like Embiid is going to have a rough time guarding Drummond. No, yeah, for sure. I, I do think that it's going to be. I, look, when I'm looking at the this round, this Philly Detroit. Obviously, I'm going to watch the Toronto Brooklyn, but Philly Detroit that has probably the potential to be the most entertaining round one playoff on the Eastern side. Absolutely, man. And it, I, I don't like the first round is going to I feel like this first round is going to be more entertaining than previous years. You know, that's just going to be more seven round series uh, than than previous years. And it's probably might be more entertaining than the West this year. Mm. I think yeah. at least I'm I'm looking at it, man. I'm hoping I'm hoping personally it's a Raptors Celtics. Eastern Conference Finals, just so I can go. Oh, buddy, I have I, I have a couple of beers already waiting for you when you come to Toronto, bro. <laughs> come on, man, let's do it. And you know that we I'm don't in. have enough money to go to the playoffs, but we have Jurassic Park for you. That's true. You'll be there, right? I have a flag. I have a We the North flag <laughs> in my man cave right now, so I'll just bring it and drape it around my shoulders. There you go, man. All it's right, be great. We'll walk in with the Stone Cold Steve Austin to that thing <laughs> stuff too. <laughs> I, I actually do have a WWF Championship belt too. So do you I'll, really? I do. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, man. oh man! I went. You know what? Back going back to wrestling. I went to uh, WrestleMania 18 when it oh, came to I'm the so jealous. I was on the floor and <laughs> uh, and I had that whole Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, I guess, board. Like when you remember when you're allowed to bring like uh, signs and everything like that. Like I the stand up. No, not no, not the stand up. Just like uh, I, I wrote something on like yeah, uh, yeah. On, yeah, on on paper, and I was like yeah. yeah, on a poster board. But I was thinking about it. I was like, how come they don't allow us to do that in in basketball games? You know, imagine it'd be amazing true. if we could bring like uh, as as many Bristol boards as possible, saying Kawhi stay, Kawhi stay, yeah. <laughs> all around the stadium. Oh, that'd be amazing. Man, good old wrestling, well, man. Yeah, right. Goddamn. Speaking of wrestling, let's move on to the two sweet moment of the week. So, for <laughs> nice little transition. Right. Um, I'll, I'll let you speak out uh, regarding your two sweet moment of the week first because there were, for me, a lot to choose from. So, I just, I'm interested to see what you picked. All right. So, the I don't have a moment per se, but I'm going to go with the entire overtime against okay. OKC. Perfect. Because not only did we score 13 points and we only allowed them to score four, but you had both Pascal and Gasol playing with five fouls. That is huge for yep. big men who generate a lot of fouls too to play that entire five minutes uh, and not get kicked out of the game. And then you see Paul George with his 11th foul getting kicked out. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that entire overtime, too sweet moment. Love it. Um, same game. Uh, Pascal Steele passed to Green for a fast break. Green alley-oop back to Siakam. Oh, Ooh. my God. Beautiful. Ooh, pretty. Siakam had a great game. He did. What did he have? Like 34 or something? Yeah, dude. Uh, he's just... He's unstoppable. He had 10 and 6, I believe, in like the first quarter. And I remember tweeting, I was like, if if Pascal had 10 and 6 the entire game last year, we would say, oh, that's a great game. Yeah. 13 boards, too. In the first quarter? Come on, man. If yeah. you if you give D'Angelo Russell MIP, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> he got a magazine cover. I forget which one it was, but he's on a magazine cover. So that lends towards maybe their NBA 
just trying to, you know, poke the machine here a little Listen, bit. Listen, man, ESPN can't even pronounce Pascal right now. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, yeah, this is uh, one of those games that I guess alleviated what happened after last night because I'm still sort of getting over that high, right? I watched that game later because, like we mentioned with my child, I can't watch 9.30 start times. I just can't right. do it. I just can't. So I watched it on Thursday when I got home from work, and I'm just like, this is an incredible game. Probably the best game I've seen them play as a team mm-hmm. all year. And this mm-hmm. lends credence to chemistry probably not being an issue. And then you have Kyle that's not playing. And Kyle, if if you're talking about someone you can just plug and play, Kyle, it, it's basically the same, just if not better play that they would do. Um, but wait, if you, Boston is Eastern Standard Time, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you do when they go on West Coast trip and it's like a 1030 tip off? I wait till the next day. Ooh. I was no. just talking with uh, the guys, Jay and on Andreas, and I was saying mm-hmm. I couldn't tape a game. I could not. I would. I have saw. To, I heard that on the show. Yeah. I would have to watch it live. It, it, there's no way I would tape a game and be like, mm, uh, "Let's see what happens." But <laughs> there's there's yeah. no way, man. It's I more that I I knew the result. I knew that they won the game, but if people are hyping it up so much that I'm just right. like, I have to watch it. Right. You know, see, and just to get the two thing. sweet moment of the week, you have to watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but see, that's another thing. Like, you couldn't, I couldn't, like, not be away from social media and telling me how good the Raptors were playing or not. You exactly. know, like, that would have to, you would have to eliminate everything that you do daily <laughs> yep. in order to watch it. So, yeah, I mean, kudos to you, bro. Yeah, man, I can't be ghost for that long. People get worried. You know, people are yeah. like, what? "What is he dead?" No, where is he? Where's uh, where's my where's my <laughs> meme, man? Where's my yes. wrestling meme, bro? <laughs> yeah, where are these gifs? Yeah. Gifs, gifs, yeah. whatever. Where are yeah, they? man. Fasciitis. Right. Yeah. You know what? When you said it reminds me of a perfume, I was thinking that it reminds me of like a dinner roll. Like, so here's your fascia. Here's your rose yeah. rosemary fascia. Yeah, for forty eight dollars American, yeah, of course. Yeah, because yeah, this guy yeah. sounds foreign. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to predictions and we'll wrap it up. Uh, cool. Tomorrow, Sunday, against Charlotte at home. Tuesday, Chicago at home. Thursday, on the road against the Knicks. Sunday, on the road against Chicago. I'm going to make this easy. I got a sweep. Sweep? Uh, yeah. I think I said it on my pod. The only one I'm worried about is Charlotte because for some goddamn reason, we don't play well against Canva. So I'm going to go one and then three wins. Oh, okay. Yeah, one last Even though wins. it's at home. Even though it's at home. And I, I know that uh, Charlotte is coming from a back-to-back. Uh, but I, I don't know. Kemba is going. You know what? I, I was just asked. Who would you have right now? Not recency bias or just being biased bias. Mm-hmm. Would you take Kemba or Kyle right now? Right now? Kemba. Yeah. For sure. Mm. He's younger. Yeah. I, I think he's a better scorer too. Yeah. But yeah. Kyle does so many different things for the team. Taking charges, being the assist leader, being the leader leader, just the general on the floor. I'd take Kyle. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it's not a bad pick, obviously, because he's he's been the Raptors' mainstay for so long. But I just mm-hmm. think that Kemba, I don't think he's touched his ceiling yet. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he has to get the hell out of Charlotte. Yeah, for sure. I don't think he's yeah. going to, though. I think he's loyal to that city. Yeah, which is which is fine, which is good to see. But at the same time, it's like I would love to see Devin Booker play on like OKC or something. Oh, like for that. sure, you know, for sure. Yeah, that's one of those things. But yeah, man, I'd go um, one loss, three wins. I have to apologize. I said Sunday at Chicago. It's actually Saturday at Chicago. Not that you know it makes that much of a difference. They're still winning that game, but people will <laughs> tell me I don't know anything on Twitter. So Saturday at Chicago, they'll still win. I like I said, I got I got sweep. I think that at home. Uh, tomorrow they can beat Charlotte. I think obviously of the four games, that's going to be the most challenging. Um, whether or not Kyle plays will be a, a huge factor. But mm-hmm. with as well as Fred has been playing since returning, I think that this has the the possibility of them sort of playing as hard as they did within the first three quarters and sort of letting their foot off the gas in the fourth and resting some starters and running away with a victory. Listen, Markinen is playing very well. Yeah, that's it. That's all Chicago has going for them. Really. Yep, for sure. All right, uh, this is your time to sign. You know the deal. Promote anything and everything you've got going on. I'm gonna do it a little bit for you. If you have not listened to the latest That's a Rap <laughs> podcast, you're out of your mind. You should listen to that. It's outstanding. So otherwise, anything that you got going on, you can promote the podcast again. Go for it, bro. Listen, Adam, thank you so much for having me on. And it, it's been great. You've been such a good advocate for us because, um, you know, we are new. I think we're only like 30 episodes in. So we're we're learning from you, man. That's all it is. We're learning AJ, from you. But nothing yeah. but a number, man. It's all good. <laughs> 
There you go. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter at jlung20. You can find our podcast, That's a Rap Pod, on Apple Apple Podcasts, all your, you know, podcast listening, podcatchers, whatever. We're everywhere, basically. But I, I was also on Combo Guards, which is also a Raptors podcast. It's really mm-hmm. cool. It's like a uh, barbershop kind of um, feel to it. Just a little three guys discussing Raptors. And um, yeah, we got we basically that if you haven't heard of that's a rap we we bring out uh episodes every friday morning so you can you know either go into work listening to raptors or come out of work listening to raptors but yeah that's all you got little uh little well-known well, i guess not well-known little secret for raptors fans out there i encourage you to go to the raptors aggregator they have a podcast section and that's a rap is highly ranked on the uh, raptors aggregator so if any time you want to find out new podcasts or find a, a simple way to head over to That's a Wrap, that's a good way to do it. They update it as soon as the episodes are released. They're right there for you. So um, I didn't know if you knew about that, Jay, but I you did. Are- yeah, I you, did. I saw that and I was like, yeah, okay, we're ranked close to south of the six. All right, <laughs> chill. Let's be real for a second. Nah, man, you guys, nah, are, it's, it's outstanding stuff. The sound quality is great. The conversation is great. It's never a dull moment. I I know the the trials of editing, so I give you a lot of credit, man. It's it's uh, always, the, the yeah. conversations are always streamed very well. So Thank you, sir. Thank to. you so much, man. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Hopefully no doubt. we do this again soon, bro. Definitely, man. And uh, happy birthday. Everyone flood Jay with happy birthday gifts. Do it. <laughs> Dirty 30. Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Jays and Raptors.